Welcome back to Currently with Curator, where I share my latest style obsessions, all of which you can access through my shopping community, Curator. I don't know about you, but I've been in the mood for a little extra glam these days. So I curated a few new sets that make getting dressed up so simple and so affordable. My new favorite is our To The Nine set, which includes a black faux fur stole and matching box clutch, plus a silver herringbone necklace. This trio of the chicest accessories is valued at $139, but it's yours for just under $60 when you shop it on Curator. Even better, I'm giving you 20% off your first purchase when you use code HEELS20. Just head to curator.com. That's C-U-R-A-T-E-U-R.com. Code HEELS20. Hi, everyone. I'm Rachel Zoe, and you're listening to Climbing in Heels. This show is all about celebrating extraordinary women who will be sharing their incredible journeys to the top, all while staying glamorous. Today with me, we have my very dear friend, Tinks. She is a genius content creator and influencer, and through her thriving platforms on TikTok and Instagram, she truly has become the internet's big sister. I'm so excited to speak with Tinks, so let's do it. You know, I always like to go a little from the beginning because I need to know all of a sudden it was like this post-pandemic life and Mm -hmm. my entire office is talking about Tinks. And they're like, Rachel, you are going to love Tinks. You're going to love her because they know I'm very like, I'm Virgo. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I was just going to say, I really do think that we're cut from the same cloth. Like right away when I met you, I was like, we're really the same. We are work hard, play hard. We're, you know, get it all done. But with a smile on our face. um, Also take our jobs seriously, but not ourselves. Exactly. And that's my favorite trait in a person. And you you do it so well. Like you take your work so seriously and that's why you're so successful and you run such an amazing multiple businesses. And But you still have fun. You laugh. You do it. You're, Listen, you're out. You you're, you're a great to. mom. It's just like you, we do it all. The one thing that I can't do is take myself too seriously because Never, I no. think I'm literally at that point, I'm done. Like I just can't because totally you gotta laugh, right? You, you have gotta to laugh. laugh. And especially in the worlds that we play yeah. in, you yeah. know, fashion and beauty and influencing and all this stuff, there's a lot of people who take themselves very seriously. And it's just a little bit much tiresome. It's like, Agreed. you know, it's like, relax, you know, we're not heart surgeons. It's okay. No. So by the way, it's so funny. I used to say that, like when I was working in New York and people were like, you know, I would work like 20 hours a day. Right. But it was sort yeah. of like, I'm very clear that I'm not a brain surgeon. Like I'm right. very clear. We are not saving lives here. Right. 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 I treated my job as though I was most of the time, but I think it wasn't until after I had children, to be honest, that I was like, Okay. So this is work, this is love, this is, you know, it was sort of like this very different, like, light bulb moment. So there's so many things about you that I think 
people don't necessarily know, but certainly one of the things that I think everyone should know if they don't is that my friend Tinks actually graduated Stanford University, which by the way, like Skylar wants to go there because one, because it's in California near mom. He also offered to go to Mm -hmm. UCLA, which is what, three minutes for me. I know at 17, that's going to change. He's going to (laughs) like move across the country or across the world. But Stanford, I mean, so it's funny because I don't think that people, look, most people didn't know I even ever went to college, right? Yeah. So when mm-hmm. I'm when I'm talking to you and I'm like, shit, this bitch went to Stanford, dude, that's no joke. Like that is for real. And I think it's, I do like to ask people, the women on this podcast, because I don't think your education in any way defines you. No, um, no. I really don't. But I do think, I do often ask sort of the history of their education because some people are done in high school. Some people are done younger than that. Some people go on another 10 years after high school to do school. So were you just like a student? Were you just like obsessed? You know, I was. I really, really wanted to, I I really wanted to move to California. Mm -hmm. And I I grew up in London and I always had this like image of California and it just being this place of pioneers, like where pioneers go. And that spirit, that Californian spirit where there was, it felt like there was very little pretentiousness Mm -hmm. in in California. So I had, and and to be honest with you, I I watched a lot of Laguna Beach and the OC and I was like, these people (laughs) really have it figured out. So, So Totally. applied to a bunch of schools, <laughs> never thought I would get into Stanford and then got in. And it was such an incredible experience. I really have to say it was so, I just feel like I spread my wings there. Yeah. Like I went to a super strict all girls school in London, which is hard, you know, hardcore, no boys, like uniform, everything. And then all of a sudden I like arrive, I'm like 19. I get off the plane. It's like sunny. There's palm trees and everyone's like, let's like smoke weed and like have a beer. And I'm like, oh my God. Like, and it was also just this very academic place, which is great. Cause I'm, I, I really love to read. I was an English major. I love to write. I got to just do that for four years and it was really cool. And I think, you know, Stanford, I don't know what it's like now. I'm sure it's changed a lot since the 10 plus years that I've been there. But at the time it was very much like be yourself, like yeah. be weird, like yeah. whatever you're yeah. into, go do that. Embraces, pull that thread. Embraces whatever you embrace are. it. Yeah. So it it was a great it was a great experience, and I feel super super lucky to have gone. It it was awesome, amazing. And then I mean, it's so impressive. And listen, I, you know, you know, people that are disciplined when you meet them. And I think for me, I, college. Don't ask me what I learned. I can tell you, I grew up. You know, right. I can tell you I exactly. grew up there a hundred percent. And I say and that to my kids. Yeah, you're so right. Like our education doesn't define us and everybody takes something different from it. Yes. And it doesn't matter. You know, it really doesn't matter. There's a journey for everybody and it can be, you know, I think about, I don't have kids yet, but there is so much pressure on, I mean, how old is your son? He's 11 and eight. And and he, they're already thinking about like, oh, I want to go to Stanford. Like it's yeah, insane. I know. It, and it's like, I, I, it's in, especially in the big cities, you know, whatever. I remember I just used to think it mattered so much, yeah. you know, where I, where I went and, yeah. and I, yeah, I ended up going to Stanford, but I, if I could go back in time, I would tell myself like everyone kind of lands where they're supposed to. And it doesn't, that. it define you as a person, as you so eloquently said. No. And I, and I, I 
but I, but to your point, I think there's such great takeaway from, and especially you coming from London and from an all girls school, that's a whole nother thing. Yeah. And may our queen rest in peace. Rest in peace. I will miss yes. her so yeah, much. Yeah, me too. Me um, too. And okay. So I think like, I always like to know when did the light bulb go off? Okay. So like you, and obviously, you know, you have such like a long story, so I don't want to make you go all the way back, but I think young tinks <laughs> what were you yeah. like this is the dream you're in a uniform you're in an all-girl school in london one of my favorite cities in the entire world after paris yeah. and i want to go to california but like okay i'm a little girl what's what wh where am i going what am i doing who do i want to be I I always thought I was going to work in magazines. Okay. I always, I always loved fashion. Um, I, you know, I really had this image that I was going to go to Stanford and then I was going to move to New York and I was going to work for a magazine. And then I went to Stanford and I fell in love with California in a really deep way. Yeah. And and I wanted to spend more time there and I didn't feel ready to go to New York. So I was like, okay, what fashion brands or what, where can I work in San Francisco? And Gap headquarters are there. So mm -hmm. I went to work at Gap for a couple of years mm -hmm. and then worked at a really cool fashion startup at the time, a startup. Now it's a super, super company, Poshmark, which yeah. is like buying and selling, you know, so <laughs> First investors in. Really? Oh my God. Yep. I love Poshmark. So such a cool, you know, so I was still working in fashion and marketing and all that stuff, but it just did it from a different angle. And then I was like, okay, let me, let me try New York. Let me try this at world of editorial. I went back to school, grad school. I went to Parsons for a master's in fashion journalism that time around just didn't settle with New York. I really missed California and I missed the people and the weather. And then after I graduated, I was like, well, let me try LA because that might be the perfect in between. Sure. And I've been here ever since. And then that's when I, I started uh, influencing or TikToking yeah. or whatever you want to call yeah. it in, in the pandemic. So it's, you know, I always tell people as well, like you can have many different careers and you, you need to stop thinking about your career as like one long line because that's what you used to tell you, you know, you, you climb up the ladder, whatever, whatever. I don't think that's true at all. I think it's me far... Neither better to think of your career like you're stringing uh, beads on a necklace. They're yeah. all different and they're going to all be, but they're all adding up to something beautiful. You don't know what it's going to look like yet, but it's all going to be cool. So if you're in your 20s, you're feeling lost. If you're in your 30s, you're feeling lost, whatever. It's okay. Yeah. You know, you might not find your thing. I found my career when I was 30. Yeah. So it's 100%. fine. You can't, you know, the thing that I scream at the top of every mountain that I can and say to anyone who will listen, especially young people, you can't overplan your life. You absolutely 100%. cannot because you set yourself up for failure and let 100%. down and not failure in the literal sense, failure in you think you have yes. failed because you didn't meet the guy by 27, get married by 29, have your first child at 31. Like yep. it doesn't work like that. And the same applies to your career, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and so- I think what I want to understand is, so here's this brilliant girl. Here is this ambitious girl. She loves LA um, or she loves California, which I get because I'm from East Coast and always wanted to live here. I spent a summer here when I was 16 at UCLA, wanted to live here ever since. My parents wouldn't yeah. let me. <laughs> so I lived in New York for 11 years and then Raj and I moved out together and here we are. So my question is, 
was there this, were you in like a career crossroads? Like, were you in this sort of like, because I remember a meltdown at 25 on the floor of my New York apartment, about to go freelance, terrified out of my mind. I did it. But I remember sobbing, like every decision I make at 25 is going to make or break me like that, that thing. And so my question is sort of, to me, out of thin air came Tinks, which I know is not the case. And I know that there's years of things that happened prior. And so my, my question is sort of like, in the pandemic, you're lying there and you go, okay, I'm bringing tanks to TikTok or what happened? Yeah. I, you know what? <laughs> I was honestly just, I was freelance at the time. I was consulting for a bunch of brands, but nothing was really sticking. I had moved to LA kind of on a whim, just with on like a gut feeling. And I wasn't totally rocking LA, I would say. Okay. I really was kind of just like doing r- random odd jobs. And yeah. I was like, well, this might be like the the one time that I went too far, you know, having all this self-doubt and panic and just, and then the pandemic hit. And I was like, well, I'm probably gonna have to move home. Like I, my sure. life is a failure. We're all gonna die. Like whatever. Yeah. We're all panicked. <laughs> and I was just like, I. I to laugh. I just feel like that's mm-hmm. actually what everybody was thinking. No, yeah. everybody was like, it's more like a die. nervous laugh. Like, like yes, that's yeah. actually what happened. <laughs> yes. Like I, I, I was so far away from my family. I couldn't get home. And so I was just like sitting on the floor of my you know, studio apartment in LA where I had barely just moved. And I was like, I have a urge to create things to make people laugh. And I actually, for the first time in my life, don't care if people judge me for that or if it it doesn't get views or likes or whatever. And I think it was a combination of like my age and the situation in the world and where I was with my career, where I was like, I really have nothing to lose. Like, I really, really have nothing to lose. Yeah, I might as well do it. And like the second that I made my first video... I just was like, this is what, this is light bulb, like total light bulb. Like I want to make people laugh. I want to make especially women feel good about themselves. I want to connect through comedy and storytelling and advice and all that stuff. And it just, it was the most natural thing in the world. It was like a fish in water. And I was just like, wow, this is so crazy that it took almost like reaching, not rock bottom, so to speak, but like, you know, that point where, and then I was just like, it's been a a wild ride since then. And I think that goes back to you absolutely cannot overplan your life, right? Imagine if you had had seven other things you needed to check off, right? Exactly. And instead you just said, this is actually what I need. And this is what my, my gut is telling me I need to do in life right now. Right. And if it doesn't work, who cares? Cause I'm, I'm going to move home. Right. Exactly. So no, who cares? Gut, gut feelings are guardian angels. And sometimes you just have to listen to them and just go for it. And I just, and I, I bet it was real therapy for you and probably oh still God. is, right? Cause you just get yeah. to like, <laughs> you just know, create, I'm just so much, I'm, I'm happiest when I'm just literally creating, whether it's a TikTok, whether it's Instagram story, whether it's, you know, a piece of content, whatever. I'm just so happy. And I, I always used to hear people say like, oh, if you find a job you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And I was like, okay, they're lying. Everything, you know, that, that can be true. And then I found this and I feel genuinely so, so lucky every day that I get to do what I get to do because it doesn't feel like work. It feels like a joy. It feels like a privilege and an honor. So it's, it's very cool. Now a word from our sponsor, Genesis. Okay. I'm going to be totally honest with you. I used to absolutely dread driving around LA. I mean, the traffic, the stop and go, the blaring sun always getting directly into my eyes no matter what time of day. 
But thanks to Genesis and their all-new G90 sedan, driving around here is kind of awesome now, especially in style. The G90 luxury sedan is the flagship vehicle of the Genesis line. And I have to say, it actually like curates your mood with four different settings. Like it actually engages all of your senses, sets the music, even though Roger and I disagree on all of our music, ambient lighting. And I'm an absolute maniac about lighting because I mean, it's all about lighting actually. So many fragrances to choose from. It's literally like being in a spa in a car, not lying. Plus, with the touch of a button, the easy closed doors make getting into the car so easy. And I happen to have two boys running around all the time and actually getting them into the car is one of the greatest challenges of my day. I love that there is a power massage in the front seats and available in rear power seats. The massage is so good that you actually don't want to get out of the car. Like it's actually fine when you're sitting in traffic or you're waiting for like my husband to get me coffee, something like that, or you just need a quick on the go massage. The Genesis G90 is honestly mind blowing. And I have to say for those who are making their mark on the world and want to enjoy luxurious amenities while they do it, check out genesis.com for more information on the all new Genesis G90. It, I believe that actually I do. And then in those like hard days, those like those days where you do want to like kick and scream a little, I yeah. always hear my dad going, well, that's why they call it work. You know, yeah. if, <laughs> he would be like, if you love your job 95% of the time, that's exactly. the gift. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. And you have to exactly. get reminded sometimes like, okay, but it is still my job, it's right? It's still a job. <laughs> it's still, yes. And then it's so important to remember that. And yeah, there's always those days where you're like, okay, this is what it is. Got to just slog through it. Do you have a fear? Because I, I know I do in some way. And I know that we're living in such an insane time where for me, I'm afraid to say most anything a lot of the time. Mm. Do mm-hmm. you, because you have such a loyal following, do you do you feel you have to really like think a hundred times before you say something? Because I have friends that are comedians. I have friends that are actors. I have friends that are musicians. I have friends that just, you know, are on talk shows or podcasts and they're like, we're actually scared to For sure. make jokes yeah. anymore or scared to. And I'm like, what is this? So- I don't have the answer and I don't have any judgment. I'm I'm simply saying like, does that ever govern your thoughts? You know, I think, yes, we are definitely in a time where we have to be super careful of what we say. Mm-hmm. But I actually think that a majority of people feel the way that you and I do, which yeah. is like most people aren't trying to be harmful that's that's what Most. i think it comes down to intent yeah and I, I you know i think i agree people know that i have a good heart people yeah. know that other people have a good heart yeah. it's like might we slip up and say something for sure that's always a risk but it's like human error if someone shows up for you like i'm on my phone 365 days a year making content for yep. free trying to make people feel good and and it's like most of my followers know that that yeah. that's my intent and the rest is just life like it, if it happens it happens i just block haters out of my community i got to that point i'm like bye yeah bye yeah and bye. and there's always that thing of like there's always going to be people who wake up and try to misunderstand you, right? Oh, yeah. There are some people who are just, they don't 
you know, and I wish that I could say to them, if you don't like my content, that's more than okay. Please feel free to block me. Don't look at my page. But the the idea that you're coming like and seeking it out when you know it annoys you, just that doesn't make any sense to me. I agree. And I'm, I'm definitely someone who is vulnerable in situations. And so mm-hmm. I actually learned from someone I was interviewing the other day. She literally got in like this with this big old smile. And she goes, I don't welcome that shit in my world. And I was like, well, right. I like that. I was like, right. And she goes, so it doesn't come around me. And I was yeah. like, yeah, right. Yeah. Right. That's <laughs> Right. No, (laughs) and it's true. Well, and I think like it's uh, that's genius. And it's just like, I think it's hard for certain personality types who do, you know, I know that you are, you feel very deeply. Deeply. Like I can tell from, from just knowing you a little bit and you're on your Instagram. And it's like, if you are a deep feeler, like that stuff can hurt. And it can be hard, especially as, as a people pleaser and as someone who wants to do everything perfectly, those little comments even though they're nonsensical, yeah, can course. be very bothersome because yes. you're like, but I'm doing such a good job for everybody else. Like sure. why, you know, but the, the, the end of the day, you can be the ripest, juiciest peach in the in the bunch and there's still going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. And you're that's right. what I have to remind myself. No, you're right. I you're was right. just with Gabby Bernstein and I was like, oh, she's Gabby, amazing. She's amazing. She like, is soul, soul amazing. Sister, unbelievable. Love her. And I was like, oh, I'm having a tough time with trolls. And she just says, block and forgive. Yeah. Block and forgive. And it's like, that's it's so simple. It's kind of like what your friend yeah, said too, yeah. but it's like, don't welcome it in your world, block and forgive. And like, that's really all that we need to say about it because the rest of it just doesn't even make any sense. You're right. No, you're right. And I'm, and it's, it's, I really am going to try and bring that energy because I think, I think the energy we, it's us. It's almost yeah. like weird. It's yeah. almost like not them. We're letting it affect us. Exactly. In that, in exactly. That way. 100%. So, tell me about, I remember texting you and you were you were doing something and you go because I just live on another planet sometimes and I go wait 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 what's RM <laughs> rich mom stuff dead and dead. I was like wait okay so first of all I'm obsessed so you have to just explain to me where did the whole you have to tell me where so, the because I think it's hysterical honestly yeah. And I know it well. (laughs) It's just, it's honestly a combination of things. But I always used to, on my Instagram when I was living in New York, like take pictures of my outfits and then like make up little rich mom characters. I have no idea why. It was just something I did for fun. (laughs) I think it was because I was honestly in grad school and I I had a lot of weird free time like in the middle of the day. And I was living in Tribeca and I'd be like at a yoga class with all these rich moms. And I was like, each of them has a story. And I think it's so interesting and then I just one day I thought, well, what if I made like a little TikTok about it? And because I've lived in, you know, so many different cities and I I love what makes a place a place. Like I love knowing about the little mini societies yep. within cultures and yep. all that stuff. And people loved it. And so now it's just so that's one side of it. And then I always say the other side is is like rich mom energy. And you don't have to be rich and you don't have to be a mom yeah, to yeah. embody rich mom energy. Of it's course. like it's a feeling, it's a vibe, it's getting shit done it, with a smile on your face. It's just like rich mom energy. I love it. But it's very fun. <laughs> and it's just it's one of my favorite pillars of my content. And people love it and we have we have a laugh with it. It's, I it's, love it. I always love something that is like calling something out mm-hmm, and it's mm-hmm. not a negative in any way. It's no. just simply saying what it is. And I know that world very well. And so I think I just know exactly what it means on some level. And again, none of it negative, just simply like, 
observation and then partly kind of aspiring to it and partly like exactly it's like half satire <laughs> half aspiration yeah. and people love to like you know see oh well that's a rich mom thing and like i get that thing or whatever it is it's 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 a it's a very fine line to tell i never want to be making fun at no. all it's more just like funny it's just like a little you know, i think it's actually i think it's fantastic i honestly i love it and i think it's mm-hmm. i think it's awesome okay dating life so you talk a lot about that um, i talk a lot about you talk dating. a lot about mm-hmm. that and listen i have so many women in my life ages literally 18 to, I mean even younger to God knows on um, their second marriage third marriage never mm-hmm. been married like there's nothing I don't have in my life and that right. I don't have conversations with for hours and hours and it's something you obviously talk about a lot I guess like what's the dream like what's your dream if you should have one about sort of where you see yourself in the happily ever after whatever that looks like <laughs> I I definitely want to have a partner and have a family. I think where I try to give my advice is so many women waste so many years being sad, being single. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that two things can be true at the same time. You can long for love and you can be excited for the day that that love comes into your life, but you can also fill up your own cup. Yes. And be happy in yourself and have a very bright and happy and sparkly life. And I, and that's, at the root of every message of every podcast I do of every, you know, DM I answer for anyone out there. Um, Because I just think it's, you know, we've made women feel so miserable about it all. We've made it be, we've made dating be this chore and it's stressful and the onus is on the woman and you have to find a guy before the time you're 30 or you have to do this or you're a sad cat lady or whatever. And I just don't want people to waste their life. You know, I always like, for example, yesterday a girl asked me, she was like, I just like, can you tell me how to be patient, like for my love? And I was like, if I told you, like, imagine I said to you, in a year from now, you're going to be engaged to the guy of your dreams. You're just going to have bought a house. You're going to be so happy. You're going to be in love. How would you spend the next year of your life? Right. You would relax. You would um, spend time with your friends. You would enjoy special time alone. You would take trips with your girlfriends. You would, I don't know, take up a new hobby because you, would know that it's coming. And so yes. that's how everybody should actually should live because the actual percentage likelihood of someone dying alone is so like, yeah. I, that's the other thing I always say to girls. I'm like, why do you think you're so special? How many people do you know who actually die alone? Everybody gets together with someone. <laughs> Relax. True. It's coming. It's coming, you know? <laughs> so I just, I just want it's people true. to put the fun back into dating and to stop settling because there's a lot of that that goes on too. By the way, it's interesting because I sit in such a different place, but yet I share the exact same um, thoughts. And, yeah. it's, and it's what I say to people. I Look, I think the minute you stop obsessing with finding that person is the minute you actually find the person because the person is attracted to someone not looking for the person. Exactly. The pe- men, men, women, whoever it is are... are are attracted to people that have themselves sorted yeah. out. Yeah. It, it's it's and it's not a healthy relationship to date someone that's trying to get the person that needs the person, right? Like exactly. that's the needy like fill my cup. You're responsible to fill my cup. You're responsible for my happiness. No. I'm yeah. happy. I'm good. 
you're actually a compliment to me. And like, that's why this is going to work. Right. And exactly. it's equal. Yeah. And I, the relationship totally will be stronger. Agree. And like, I love that the mantra water seeks its own level. So it's like, mm-hmm. if you're vibrating high, like if you, if you have a full life full of friends and work and, and love and, and all that good stuff, like you'll meet someone who's at that level with you as you're saying. And that's what you want. Like you don't want someone, you can't wait for someone to make you happy. You really can't. <laughs> it doesn't all, work. It doesn't work. It really doesn't. You think that they can fill you up and it's like maybe they can for a little bit, you know, a couple months. But comes out later. It comes out later. And it's it could like be five you years. want it to be strong. <laughs> like you want, it's like two, a merging of two like strong companies. Like that's what you want. And that, that can both add to each other's lives. Um, but yeah, I, I think people, like the more focused on yourself, like not in a selfish way, but I mean, Focus on your own personal growth and your own self-worth and like, are you a good person? Like, are you giving back to the people that you love? Like, that's when you meet the great person. 100%. And I think to me, you seem very satisfied and very happy, definitely not complacent. Do you ever think about like, okay, so where do I go next? What? Because for me, and as from Virgo to Virgo, I always want to be the best that I can be in whatever I do, right? But Mm -hmm. then I also don't get complacent. I can't. So I have to think about, okay, what's next? And it's not that I say I'm doing this next, but the opportunity that ultimately presents itself or or just happens to happen, I, I like to then spread my wings in other directions. I just do. I get bored. I have to keep going and I got to keep trying new things. So- you're very young. And I think like, my question is like, do you dream of something else that you're like, I can't wait to do this someday, or I think I'll do this someday or no? Yeah, no, there's a lot of things that I still want to do. I feel like I'm honestly just getting started. Well, you are. And I, I'm the same <laughs> as you. I'm like, it's not that I'm rushing, but it's like I do get bored and yeah. I'm kind of like, well, what's next? Yeah. Like I can add more and, and do more. There's so much. And I and I just feel like I, I can't wait. I honestly am so excited by it all. I just think that I like for me, I know I'll work literally till the day I die. Like I love to work and I love projects and it just keeps me feeling so full and excited and all all the time. But yeah, there's tons of things that I, that I want to do that are just, I, I really just, I'm, I mean, I have the, the podcast and the radio show and I'm working on a couple really cool projects. My merch line is expanding. Like just, I just, I'm feel very lucky every day. We need to see rich mom stuff everywhere. I think that I, I, should be everywhere. Dream. I think I'm, that should be everywhere. You yeah. could have so much fun with that. I think so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. I, I love it. And ultimately, what makes you the happiest? Being with my friends, drinking wine, honestly, Obviously. in Malibu. Duh. Like, I mean, honestly, Sunday we rented a boat and I was in, this is some real I know, rich I, mom. Babe, rich, I feel like you're stuff. on a lot of boats lately. I feel like I that's lo- your new jam. Love to see it. Love for me. Um, <laughs> no, but just being with my friends at the beach and and just relaxing, like with those the people that I love, honestly, it makes me so happy. And you're very lucky. I, I don't want to undervalue the fact that you have incredible friends. I I don't at all. I know. I I really That's really hard. feel so lucky and I I I really I do feel 
super, super lucky about that. I really lucked out. I, it's a combination of like Stanford people and people that I've met and even my team now I've become super close with, but I know that not everyone is blessed with that. And I do, I do write that on my gratitude list every day. I just feel so supported. And, and, you know, you find out who your real friends are because, you know, when you start to, to come up and whatever, like a, a lot of people all of a sudden want to be your friends, but, or those- some, or some go away. 100%. I've lost friends too. And and that sucks. But, you know, really over the past couple of years, I've just doubled down on my friends. And I just, I, I love them to bits. Love them to bits. I love you to bits. Same. You're such a cutie. You're such a, <laughs> you've always been so kind to me. And I just, I knew before I met you that we would vibe and you're just the best energy and such a, someone I look up to. And honestly, when we were talking about relationships, I wanted to say like, I think that your marriage is like, it's, it's one of those marriages where I see it and I'm like, see, I'm not settling until I have that. You better not. And I think that that's important for people. And, and so many girls write to me and they're like, oh my God, like I'm jealous of my friend. And I'm like, don't ever be jealous. Don't ever be jealous. Instead say, that is so wonderful. I can't wait for that to be in my life. You know, that's how you have to think about it is everything in the positive, like everything. What do you want to call into your life? And you just have such a wonderful marriage. You're such a good mom. You're, you're, you know, what we call in, in, in manifesting like an expander because you show me what's possible. You show me what I can have and what, like what, you know, with your family, your relationship and your business, like the fact that you do it all is very inspiring to me and to a lot of people I know. Well, you are going to have that. And I will say that to all the the women out there who are so hard on themselves and a lot of the people that you talk to and I talk to, you can't ever settle. No. You can't ever settle because you're stronger by yourself than you are settling for 100%. something that doesn't complete you and make you happy because everything else goes downhill if you're not in that strong place and you will have that 1 billion percent and you know you will but i i just adore you i love what you're doing i love what you're doing for so many people i love your energy i love your brain and you know and i personally am cheering for you um always feel it (laughs) i know i can feel it i have my pom-poms although i'd be the absolute worst cheerleader but still (laughs) but still i'm i'm rooting for you i love you madly this was so much fun so much fun you're so easy to talk to thank you for having me thank you Hi, everyone. Um, Okay, it's that time in our podcast where I answer your weekly Ask Rachel questions. And today, uh, the first question is, what advice do you have for a person that wants to get into styling? And the answer to that is in the short version, because there are so many answers I have to that, because there's a lot of variables based on where you live and what you have access to. But I think in the simplest form, if you live in an area that isn't a, a big fashion city, I think the most helpful thing that you could do for yourself um, would be to get into retail. Um, I had my first retail job on the floor um, at a Nine West in a mall and helping those customers really taught me more than I ever realized until I got much older. And I think that when you work on the retail floor, you really get to see and experience all different types of people, body types, different missions for what they want when they're getting dressed and, you know, 
all different shapes and sizes and, and personal styles. And I think it's just a great boot camp for learning the ropes in dressing people. Um, and I think any opportunity is what you make of it. And for me, I just took such advantage when I was young and just loved it. And I just did so much more than was expected of me. And I think if you go at every opportunity you have um, like that, you'll just keep moving forward. I think if you live in a major fashion city or somewhere where there is a lot of personal styling, I think to the extent that you can assist um, a personal stylist, again, incredible experience. And, you know, if you live in L.A. or New York or um, somewhere where there is a lot of red carpet styling, then I think you do everything in your power to try and assist a stylist because there's no better training than working for a great stylist. I also think you should know that there's not a lot of glamour to it most of the time, especially when you're building your career. So don't give up. Um, There are glamorous moments, but know that you're doing it because you love it. Very commonly asked question to me, um, and I don't know how to answer it, but it's what do you do to relax? And the answer to that is I don't have an answer. (laughs) The answer to what do I do to relax? um, I definitely don't do the typical expected sort of go get massages and facials and things like that. I'm really not good at self-care. I'm My goal for this year is to try and get better at it. Um, but I would say the thing, the way that I relax the most, truly the most relaxing thing for me is if I have a night or a day in a hotel with or without my kids, truly, but a day that I can spend in a bathrobe, getting room service, going to sleep and somehow getting more than four or five hours of sleep, that is honestly the most relaxing thing to me. Ideally, it's raining outside, so I don't feel pressure that I should be outside doing a million things, but that's typically how I would relax. Okay. Um, Don't forget to submit your questions for next week's episode. All you have to do is DM us your questions to at climbinginheelspod on Instagram, and I might just answer your question. I mean, I just love her so much. She's just very raw and very real, speaks her truth, funny as hell. Personally, I mean, I just really admire people, especially young women that say how they feel because it's only recently in this generation that I think young women can finally use their voices with confidence and power and teach all their followers that they can do the same. And I think in this case, really being a mentor and friend to so many people that follow Tinks that, you know, she gets very real about relationships and her journey and bad dates and all those types of things. And I think takes her followers with her on her experiences. And I think I'm just very impressed with her. Um, She's obviously highly educated, but I think she has just the street smart and savvy to be the success that she is. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Climbing in Heels. And don't forget to write a review wherever you get podcasts. I love it. And while you're at it, follow me on at Rachel Zoe and at Climbing in Heels on Instagram for more updates on upcoming guests, episodes, and all things Curator. Talk to you next week. Mwah. 
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.